Hello and welcome to this episode of Sticky Note Marketing, your resource for what's working now to grow your business, lead your team, and accelerate your career and passion. So I am Mary Zarnecki. I am your host. And today I have a very special guest for us. I've got Jennifer Eurizio here, and she is the founder of Soul Language. I'm so excited to jump into the conversation with her today and let her share her genius and wisdom with you. Quick little introduction to Jennifer, and then I'll let her actually introduce herself because I know that's always easier and more enjoyable. But what I know about Jennifer is that she is, again, the founder of Soul Language, which is really a paradigm that puts tangibility to soul. So a conscious connection that can be established to enable clear decisions for success. So Jennifer is also a master intuitive and the author of two best-selling books. I definitely want to hear more about that. And she currently, as of today, has trained over 30 practitioners worldwide in soul language. So there are over 5,000 individuals all over the world connecting to their soul language, thanks to Jennifer and uh, her practitioner's work. So welcome, Jennifer, to the Sticky Note Marketing Show. Thank you so much. I love the title because I love sticky notes. I, <laughs> I know. I'm I, a little obsessed with office supplies. <laughs> I, I have an addiction. <laughs> this past, like, like early, late December, early January, I'm like, oh, my God, I've got like 100 notebooks. And I start a notebook and then I like it and then it's messy and then I need to have a new one. And then I have sticky notes, everything from like the golden girl sticky notes where I don't know where I got those to like the guy that paints the little happy trees. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, there's something just wonderful about opening that fresh pack of sticky notes or opening that fresh notebook for the first time. It just screams potential, right? Right. It's like that first you know, September back at school feeling like you just love it. Like, Oh, I could start new. There's fresh air. I'm also the same way with calendars. <laughs> I love so tell us a little bit about you. So I know I gave your introduction to the, to the audience, but I know one question I get from a lot of folks is, well, how did you get here? Okay. That's, that's what you do now, but what brought you to this space? What inspired you to create soul language? Um, I was mad and angry and I wasn't going to take it anymore. Um, I was in marketing and PR. I was the girl that you would, sorry, my phone keeps recording everything I say. Um, my, I was the girl that you would call to get your people on national TV. And I wasn't allowed to talk to clients because I would tell them the truth. And clients didn't like that, but media loved that. And I was really, I felt like there was something bigger inside of me. And I started asking those really big questions, which led me to a mentor and led me to a mentor and led me to a mentor. And and so I was speaking at a conference uh, about essential oils and life purpose. And I got off the little platform and people were lined up to talk to me. And they're like, can you tell me about this? I was like, they're like, can you tell me about my guides and teachers? I was like, "Uh uh-huh. I don't know how I know all that, but I do. And, and I was asking, also asking them big questions like, where are my people? Why am I here? Why am I so mad? And why do I like this person, but not that person? What's like all that about? And when I heard was like, oh, that's the language. And I was like, okay. I actually heard that on a massage table covered in red mud. Oh my gosh, that's a story. Right? And I'm like, get me a pen to the, the therapist. And she's like, you're, I'm like, get me a pen. And before long, I like had this paradigm that put tangible words to what I knew down deep down inside. 
And I started identifying people and I identified this woman who knew nothing about soul language, nothing about the three core energies of soul. And I said, okay, so one of your soul languages partner, how does that resonate with you? And she goes, before I got on the phone, I asked myself, if Jennifer asked me my, what my soul language was, what would I say? And she said, I wrote down the word partner. And now Mary, I have warrior energy. And I burst out crying, which is like major. And she's like, oh my God, are you okay? I was like, yeah, you just told me I'm not crazy. And, you know, it's a long winding road, right? You know, for years, I would look at a media list, you know, with my staff and go call that person. And they'd come back and they're like, they totally booked it. How did you know? I was like, I don't know, right? I was the answer girl in PR. They would come from all over the office and go, do you know? And I go, oh, blah, blah, blah. And they would look it up and they would come back and they were like, how do you know? I was like, I don't know. I just knew. And so that's how I got here. But originally I went to art school. Um, oh, wow. So crazy. I don't, the sun's coming in and out here. Um, and I went to school for photography because I knew that I wanted to create and I wanted to create big. And in my limited Westchester, New York view, that's what I had was be an artist. And um, I got out of school and I was like, Oh, I don't want to do this. Like, this is too, tra like too traumatic. Like, you know, all of those soul callings to be in the spotlight. Yes. To be in the spotlight is a soul calling everyone <laughs> um, to be in the spotlight, to create, to support people, to be of service. All of those I was hearing in different ways, but uh, the delivery systems were off right? Um, no one's here to be a coach or an author or a speaker. Those are just delivery systems. When you really understand your purpose, then the delivery systems click into place. I there's love that. Making, I love the fact that taking notes on delivery I know systems. I'm taking notes. I'm like a delivery system. I really like that because it is true. I mean, I, I think one of the things we found in our in our pre-call chat was that, you know, we originally were both East Coasters. I'm originally from Jersey, originally from New York. And I, I think we also have in common this idea that at the beginning of our careers or as teenagers or young adults, there were boxes, right? There were things that you could do, right? I have this feeling inside of me. I know that when I do this kind of activity, it lights me up. And this activity, I might be good at but it's not exciting it doesn't feel that fire yeah so where do and you I, go from there <laughs> I, you know you go on the road to discovery right you know you you ask yourself what is that overall desire you want to experience in life you know for me it's freedom it's always been freedom mm -hmm. and what is going to what action what experience is going to resonate with that freedom but first you have to feel it inside because if you're kind of keeping chasing freedom you're going to do a lot of things that don't serve you right so you know when i first started in 2008 um, my own business i would do a lot of things for clients that a i shouldn't have been doing and b i didn't want to do mm -hmm. and it took me crying at my desk to go, what is going on? And when I tuned into my soul, which my mission language, which is one of the three core energies of soul, it's called equalizer, by the way. It's all about balance. That part of me went, oh, Jen, you're out of balance. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, and that's the moment where I was like, okay, I'm not going to take that client on that's going to make me cry. I'm not going to 
you know, over service someone because I can see that they really need help. Like people have to step up and I'm not going to preach to, to, to people who don't want what I have to offer. I'm not going to chase the money. That's the, that's the moment that the business really took off because I was in alignment with flow and what my soul was telling me. I love that. I love what you said about, no, I'm, I'm not going to take on that, which, you know, makes me feel awful just because I can, doesn't mean I should. Yeah. You know, I have a really quick tip for everyone about how to choose a client. Um, I have this program called working for peanuts, how to choose clients and not energetically go broke. And it's called working for peanuts because my tell on how to choose a client is based on the peanuts characters. I love it. Because I used to take on crazy clients and I was like, okay, there's got to be a system. I got to start listening really deep and and it's got to be quick. And so I would talk to a prospective client. And again, here's the important thing that people need to understand. You're the client's not choosing you. You're choosing the client. They're not the source for you. There's a resource. And if it's not this resource, another bus will come along to support you and what you need. But you have to have that fundamental belief that you're being supported and provided for no matter what. So I was like, okay, so like, give me a quick tell. Like, how do I know what's my clients? And my clients are, are Linus's and Sally's. Now, if you think of Linus and Sally, everyone smiles, right? So I just close my eyes and go, what kind of Peanuts character is this person? And if there are Linus and a Sally, I know that I then get to offer what I do. If it's not, I'm totally present, but thank you, but you're not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Brown, never going to take on because I have warrior energy and that's victim energy and I can eat them for lunch. Right? Woodstock is that symbol of crazy. And here's where it gets complicated, Mary. I used to take on Lucy's. Now, Lucy pulls the football. They're always going to pull the football. And I remember the moment I decided not to take on anyone. Lucy's I was literally in mid-sentence with a client and I could feel that she was going to get ready to blame me for where she was in her life and I went I'm going to hand your money back and I don't think I'm the person for you she goes what I go I don't I don't think I can support you I don't think I can help you and I handed her money back within like no joke 40 minutes it was all done and I think that's a really powerful place to be If you want to succeed in anything you're doing, you get to be the person with the least amount of attachment in the room. And what that means is that your safety is not based on this client, this sale, this interaction. You know that you're being, you're safe and you're being loved and supported for it. And that's a powerful place to be, to go, yep, no, I'm not going to take it. And I think that when people have that in their business, that profound safety within, the business is already designed to, to be successful. It's pure energy. It's what we put into it. It allows people to put much more freedom, much more uh, without attachment, and that creates ultimate possibilities within their business. I really love that. I, first of all, I love the idea of being able to quickly use those characters because we're all, most of us are very familiar with, okay, I know that what you mean when you say Linus, but what you mean when you say a Lucy. Um, so I really like that idea of being able to quickly categorize, but before even getting into the conversation, you were 
very clear with yourself, okay, this is who I'm looking for. And if they are this person, I will say yes. And if they are not, I will say no. And that story about, you know, being in session and just realizing, look, this is a Lucy and I'm not working with Lucy's. I think that is incredible. So let me ask, I mean, I'm sure we've got some listeners who have gotten to hopefully a space of confidence like that in their business, but I'm sure there are a lot of folks that are still in that doubt phase, right? Maybe it's the first one, two, three years of business. Maybe it's still, you know, working in a corporate job, but then starting to develop their own personal brand or personal platform or starting to consult on the side. For those people, what what would you recommend kind of having in place? What did they need? Because that isn't easy, right? I mean, I'm sure in that moment, there was even a fraction of a doubt to say, oh, do I, you know, should I just keep the money or should, you know, maybe I'll just take this one more client. What, what do you see in, in your past or either in the clients you work with now, what do they need to have in place in order to, to kind of stand in that confidence? Yeah. I think first of all, they need, they need a fundamental belief that they're being provided for, that they're safe, that um, no one has that power over them, that no one is the source for them. So that's a fundamental internal landscape thing. They need that. They need to declare it. They need to feel it. They need to react on it. Um, If they don't have it, then the easier way to do is, if I knew I was enough, what would I say? What would I do? What would I experience here? right? Really pause and really go, if I knew I was enough, if I knew I had enough, what would I say? What would I do? Because it's going to be the exact opposite of what your mind normally is leading you to. And you also need structure. Everyone needs structure. Uh, And if you're like me and you're a renegade, uh, I say movable structure. You need earthquake structure, right? Those earthquake buildings that are built to sway. Sway with the movement. (laughs) Right. So you really have to understand, like, what are you doing in your business every day, every week, every month, every quarter, every year to expand it, right? And I think so often people jump in with a whole bunch of stuff. Let's get a website. Let's get this. And then at the end of the day, they're not doing anything because there's too many things to do. Pick a marketing tactic. Stick with it. Pick it one that you love right? That resonates with you, mind, body, and spirit. And stick with that. Be consistent. I think so often people try it like we're so instant gratification. And now there's no such thing as an overnight success. There isn't. And so when when you know that you're safe, you keep going, okay, what's the next divinely inspired action? And let's do that and be consistent. Um, So there's a couple tips that I would also offer, you know, and I think that people need to surround themselves with people that are going to be compassionately, consciously supportive. So I'll give you a tangible example. So I don't know. I think it's probably eight years ago. My best friend who, you know, is freaking brilliant. You know, I was complaining about, not enough clients. And she goes, okay, so let's just sit down. Um, How many hours a week do you work? And I gave her. And she goes, and how many hours do you market? And I gave her. And she's like, oh, so like you're in a part-time business, right? I go, what? (laughs) She goes, Jen, you're really not focused on this. Mm -hmm. 
like, oh crap, she's right, right? So you want those individuals that are going to hold your vision, be compassionate, be loving, and yet be direct and really share with you what you could do, not in a judgmental way, but in a really constructive way. And I think so often people go to support systems that aren't very supportive, Mm -hmm. right? And the last thing I want to say, if you hired a coach um, in the past that has made you feel little and small, then you need to do some clearing right away so you can start to really be open to receiving in a bigger way. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, there's a big difference and I'll, I, I feel like I know this now, but when I was first looking for mentors or looking for coaches or looking for kind of uh, training programs, I thought it was okay for someone to make me feel that kind of small or that guilt or that overwhelm. That was what I was supposed to be feeling, right? Because I was just starting out or I was just starting on a new path or starting on a new area, new journey. But I love what you just said, which was that if if someone in your life, whether it's a friend, a mentor, a paid coach, a paid consultant is making you feel small, there's something wrong with that. Yeah. I, I forget which beat writer now that said it, but he said, if after leaving someone's presence, you feel like you've lost a court, a plasma, avoid that presence. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because he's also the guy that shot an apple off a person's head and accidentally killed them. But that's a whole nother story for another day. But, <laughs> but that's true, right? Like it, a, a coach, you know, is supposed to ha- help you feel inspired, help you understand that you're whole and complete and treat you as you're whole and complete and go, okay, let's move a little to the left, move it a little to the right. That's not working there. Why are you choosing that? And really help you be unified in, with your business. I think so often people think that they are their business and you're not. It has a different energy mm-hmm. and it has its own agenda. And I think they think they're hearing the business, but they're doing it with their mind. And when we sit down with the energy of their business through soul language, there's this sense of relief like, oh, wait, it is really here to support me. And I don't have to keep being in conflict or dragging it along. If you're not in love with your business, and I'm not talking about like every aspect, right? Listen, I love Warner to pieces, but it drives me crazy, (laughs) right? When he does blah, 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 right? But you have to be in love with your business. If you're not in love with your business, then you're going to be putting that icky conflict in everything you do. And whether people are, are aware of it or not, they're reading that energy. Mm-hmm. And so they'll go, hmm, I know she's saying one thing, but nothing's off, right? You want to align your voice and your vision in your business. And the only way you're going to do that is via internal landscape. I love that. That's fantastic. Well, I mean, you obviously make massive impact on the clients businesses and lives that you work with. So as you've worked with, you know, both the practitioners you've actually trained as well as clients individually, what would you say are at least recently, because I mean, not like anything's changed the past few years. um, What are some of the more recent frequently asked questions that you're getting from the clients you work with? 
I think one of the, the big questions I often get is how, how do I do that? How, 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 right? You know, and, and I go, okay, let's start with the internal process before you try to do the external. There's always an internal process before an external action can be taken. And sometimes you get an opportunity and then you have to do an in, internal process because you're in resistance. And then sometimes it happens like the chicken and the egg, right? So I have a really gift of really co-creating with the house. So that's one of the things, but we always start with the internal. Um, another big question I get is I think even the most highly intuitive been on the path for a while person doesn't really understand how they're getting that information from their soul. Right. I think so many of us want it to be and look a certain way. And so they're missing all of the cues and all of the information. Um, and then, you know, I think another one is, well, how can I be in more flow? How can I have more clients? Right. Those those are always the big ones. How can I have more clients? How can I have more money? And and I, I'm like, OK, so you're talking about like your finger has fallen off and you're like, how can I put it back on? And I'm asking you, how did you cut your finger? Right. It's an internal thing. You're not, what are all of those things going to bring you more clients, more money? That's what we have to start with what you're really seeking by experiencing all of that. Um, and it's usually the big ones: safety, freedom, love, service. Sure. Um, right. And then we work from internal because that's what creates the external. It's not when we keep searching outside of ourselves for for being state or a feeling state, we're always going to be behind the eight ball. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last question I always get is, you know, I think so often when we identify a business energy, a business soul, everyone's like, oh my God, I totally get this. This is totally me. And I go, no, 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 it's not. They're like, well, why is the business energy bigger than me? Because it doesn't have any European in programming, right? And so what people start to notice is really what they're putting into their business energy and how that energy um, reacts. So those are a couple questions. I like that. That's interesting. So when you, I, I'm kind of curious, when you work with clients, do you ever, you know, get into a conversation or help those who maybe aren't as used to talking in this way? Because I know, obviously, from my background, 20 plus years in corporate, you know, talking about soul or talking about feeling or emotion in certain offices, cultures, corporations, isn't an everyday occurrence, right? So what, what do you encourage those who maybe want to, to get out of that very rigid, very kind of analytical thought pattern and explore this different way of thinking? What, what are some of the ways that you think people can actually do that to make that yeah. jump? I think the easiest way is to start with a question, which you just close your eyes, you tune into your heart and go, what do I need to know today? make some notes at the end of the day, read them, write down what your day was like. And like, oh, look at all the information I got. Mm -hmm. um, we've all had, uh, even the most rigid person has had a experience where there was just nothing. And then there was something in their head. There was inspiration. Mm -hmm. Where do you think that comes from? Right? Like that's 
right? So, you know, I, for those individuals, I go, okay, so ask a question, go take a shower. Because <laughs> your mind is really involved with the washing of the hair and the body and blah, blah, blah. And then you'll have that pop and you'll be like, oh my God, there's the answer. So start in simple ways, keep a little notebook. Um, for those people who are idea and creators um, and always getting those ideas and some of them fail and some of them don't, uh, start asking if this idea is yours to carry out. I think so often those individuals are highly intuitive and they're getting all these ideas and some of them are not theirs to carry out. Uh, so I've kept an idea notebook for years and going, oh, and then I'll be like, hey, Mary, I got this idea for you. And you'd be like, oh my God, that's a great idea. Right. And then, you know, um, I like that. You're just the connector of the idea. Right. 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 And then I'm like, okay, that's Mary's idea. I can cross that off. Um, And so really just start to be present, you know, get out of the rat race in your head and just be present. I love that. That's fantastic. Well, Last question for you. I know we touched on before about definitely saying no to coaches, mentors, friends, support network that made you feel small. So when someone is at that point where they're saying, okay, I need help. I can't do this alone. I need guidance, mentorship, someone who's walked this path, someone who can guide me forward. What do you recommend people ask? Like what are the maybe three or four questions that they should be asking either themselves or that person that they're considering working with. I love that. So first of all, you want to really tune into your feelings and going, okay, you know, is this person plucking my strings of fear? Does this person feel like I, you know, I could trust them. I want to tell them things, right? You also want to watch out for some of the kind of hot buttons. Uh, any coach that says, if you work with me, you can't work with any coach, run screaming from the room. <laughs> okay. Any coach that says you have to do it this way or you're not going to get what you want, run screaming from the room. Right. Any coach that is in the absolutes of telling you what to do is not a coach mm-hmm. that is going to be truly supportive. Got it. Right. They can be absolute about, no, this is the program. This is the way it works. This is, you know, the investment. This is like when it comes to their own business and interaction. Yes. Um, Also watch what the coach says, right? If you feel like they're saying stuff from a lot of lack, also deadlines, you, this offers up. If you don't get this, you're not going to get the $97, like any of that, excuse my language, crap is all fear marketing and it's not going to work mm-hmm. and they're creating a lack-based uh, kind of environment and forum for you. And then this is the greatest piece of advice I can give anyone. When you're working with someone who is an intuitive, and it took me years to learn this, Mary, the hard way. <laughs> okay. So intuitive doesn't always mean conscious. Mm. right consciousness is knowing that they're whole and complete yes we're all working on our stuff but actively consciously transparent knowing they're whole and complete and we'll treat you like you're whole and complete and it took me a while to realize highly intuitive wasn't highly conscious so really watch what they say Mm -hmm. tune in ask yourself does their energy match with what they're saying 
Are, are they walking the talk? Um, you know, and, and watch out for the, the person that's, um, how do I put this? <laughs> Saying how great everything is in their life. Mm. Right? Because listen, I have a pretty great life. And yet, uh, the dog ate a pillowcase yesterday and I spent two hours looking at her going, please poop, please poop, <laughs> right? You know, I broke my leg, my ankle in October. Why? I was rushing through everything, right? Mm. Someone who is all Care Bears and roses and rainbows uh, is bullshitting you and themselves. Yeah. And it will lead to trouble if yeah. you coach with them. That's a great red flag. Definitely that there is no overnight success, right? There is no perfect life. And anyone that says so really has some problems. (laughs) Are they on a lot of good drugs? I mean, that's the only way to put it. No, it's totally true. It's a hundred percent true. And, you know, even being a dyed in the wool marketer, like I, I fell for it. You know, I, I joined programs that you know, oh, if I just do A, B, and C, this will happen. No, there's no magic pill, right? There's no magic pill, but there are, there are great coaches out there. There are great mentors out there. And I like those questions to kind of make sure that you're weeding through those that will distract so that you can find the right person for you. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being the guest today. I want to invite you to number one, is there anything that you'd leave as kind of a parting tip based on your expertise, based on the things that you're seeing happening for some of your clients now, any last bit of wisdom you want to share with the audience? Yeah, I think, I think it's really important for people to remember that before they could even voice what they wanted, everything's already been created for that to happen. Your job is very little. It's to declare, keep stating it, keep visioning it, taking the divinely inspired action. And then the universe tree, Bob, God, cupcake, whatever you want to call that, is in charge of everything else. And when I was told that 15 years ago, I was like, oh, all right. It's not all up to me. And I think so often, especially small business owners, think it's all up to them. They have to do everything. And if they don't, loosen their control, it really prevents them from receiving more. If you have a big mission, I'm going to say this twice, you have to receive more than you give. You have to receive more than you give because there's a lot of the cogs in that wheel that you have to provide for. Mm -hmm. And I think so often people forget that fact or they're receiving or giving with an agenda. So watch what your agenda is internally. And then um, really lead with the heart. Yeah. I think that's definitely, I like that as a closing thought because so, so many times you can say, Oh yeah, yeah. But I have to do embracing that power of a pause, right. Of, okay, well, where are we really going? Right. What are we doing this do for? So I think that's brilliant. Well, I would love to make sure that everyone knows how to uh, get in touch with us. And I know that you also have um, a free gift that you wanted to, to connect people with. So I guess first, would you mind uh, introducing what that is? Sure. 
I forgot what free gift I'm offering you. Oh, so we, we were going to do the uh, creating a sacred practice. That Perfect. Great. Um, I have a lot of free gifts if you haven't noticed. Everything. <laughs> um, okay. So I think it's really important for people to spend time in connection. And I think there's so many of us that have to like, oh, I have to sit and meditate and om on a mountain. And I'm more energy. That doesn't work for me. I'm also a renegade and I have to keep changing my sacred practice. Sacred practice only works if it's integrated in your life and it allows for you to have a strong foundation. So when there's a challenge, you're not brought to your knees. It's just a blip. So I created a a little kind of program there that helps you create your own sacred practice so you can integrate it and utilize it in your life. So it becomes something you do every day instead of something you avoid. I love that. Yeah. Cause if we're trying to change everything all at once, right. Everything has to change my food, my practice, my, all of these different things. God. It's impossible. <laughs> no, you just, then you just sit down and watch real housewives of Beverly Hills. Cause you don't know. What <laughs> for me, for me, it's usually something like, you know, chocolate wars or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah. I am obsessed by master. I've never watched master chef before. And now I'm on season like three and I'm like obsessed and I want to so much reach out to Gordon and go, why are these people so mean to each other? Like, <laughs> what is going on? And then I started watching top, the, new, the latest Top Chef season. And I'm like, oh, everyone's helping everyone. And everyone's like not throwing each other under the bus. I'm like, oh, this is so much more nice. Yeah, the kind of energy you want to be seeing. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay. So in the show notes, if you guys want, definitely check out uh, creating a sacred practice that works because obviously if it doesn't work for your life, you're not going to do it. Terrific. Thank you so much, Jen. I really appreciate you. And where can people find you out there if they want to connect with you, talk to you, learn more? Sure. You could go to the website at soullanguage.us. You can reach me at all of the social media and under my name or under soul language. I answer my own email and I pick up my own phone. Please do not call me at four o'clock in the morning because you're going to get the high squeaky voice. Um, But really reach out if you have a question, email me. I don't want anyone to feel like, oh my God, I can't answer this question and I'm alone. And I think so often people are who are not used to utilizing the intuition know that they have it and are afraid to go. I'm afraid to ask this question because people are thinking I'm crazy. You're not crazy. Just send me the question so you can feel supported. Fantastic. Well, you heard it here first. Send her the question. Don't feel like you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Terrific. So we'll have all of Jen's information in the show notes for you. Definitely reach out if you're feeling that hit. And thank you all for joining us today for this episode of Sticky Note Marketing. We will see you on the next episode. Cheers.